Hey everybody, Dave Kurt here, and welcome to Sudbury Stories. Sudbury's full of amazing individuals that are doing some incredible things, making this city a better place. It's my goal to get the word out about the good news stories local to Sudbury, and highlight those individuals like Stephen here that are having an impact and making Sudbury a better place. Correct response. What is my hometown, Sudbury, Ontario? Stephen, or Mr. Vinkle as known by his students, grew up in, Stu in Sudbury and is the youngest of five children. His mother Margaret was a former superintendent of education and father was the president of Huntington College at Laurentian University. So you can say education's in his blood. Stephen received an earth science degree from Laurentian and after one year as an intern at Science North, he attended Teachers College at Nipissing University where he received three scholarships including the J.W. Trussler Proficiency Award in Education. Stephen began his teaching career at George Vanier Public School in Lively, where his mother was once principal. Stephen spent six years as a teacher before appointed vice principal in 2004. During that same year, he earned the master's in education and completed a specialist qualification in science. He spent four years as a vice principal, first at Lansdowne in downtown Sudbury, then RL Beattie in Sudbury South End. In 2008, Stephen was appointed principal at Mark's Day and later Levac Public School, where he spent six years as a principal. Stephen took over Reigns as principal at Walden Public School in 2018 and is now in his second year at the school. On the home front, Stephen is father to two kids, Ella and Elliot. Ella is 11 and Elliot is 9. Both kids are avid downhill skiers and are members of the Adnac Ski Club racing team. Just this past weekend, I heard his daughter Ella made the podium twice at the U12 division at the Technica Cup. His wife Renee is Director of Knowledge and Strategic Services at Public Health Science Sudbury and District. Stephen lives in the south end of Sudbury and travels to Florida in the summers. He has a 15-year-old golden retriever named Hannah, and he loves movies. Well, good to have you on the mic today, Stephen. Good to be here. Thanks yeah. for the invitation. Well, and this is, uh, it all kind of came around because Stephen and I are on, um, on the, the, I'm on the parent council at, at Lively. My kids are uh, obviously starting to grow up a little bit, and my son was in junior kindergarten last year, junior kindergarten, then senior kindergarten, now grade one, and now our second is in school as well, and it, I always look for that uh, opportunity to get involved in the community, and... It's uh, just so happened to be on the parent council, and you, you and I were, I guess you were the first time at Walden teaching that year, being a principal, and it was my first year on the parent council, so we've got to know each other over the last couple of years. Absolutely. Yeah. So let, let's uh, let's go through it. So basically, it sounds like there's a, a huge connection to Lively in general with both your mom kind of, go, and I didn't even realize that your mom was had her background there at first initially as well, so Lively's always been in your blood or what? That's right. Well, um, as you said earlier, returning to the community where my mom was principal, and to a place where I was first hired when I started my teaching career. It's kind of bittersweet to be back into the community. Yeah. Uh, so I definitely feel like there's that connection that I have with Lively. Yeah, just where it all began, of course, even before I was in teaching as a student, I'd go and visit Lively and visit George Vanier and uh, <laughs> enjoyed my time there. So the chance to come back, it feels like I've come full circle. Come full circle, eh? Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's like, it, I think that that's, uh, that's something that's an amazing feeling that you can start from something, see it kind of grow and foster, and then you have that connection back to the community, right? So Absolutely. Yeah. It's the connection to the community that's really important. Yeah. And the history that I have that I've brought. Um, of course, the community is always changing. It's certainly evolved. It's very different. Uh, George Vanier is no longer there. Well, it's in our backyard and buried. <laughs> but uh, there's certainly some, some long-standing traditions that still exist yeah. that I remembered and that I missed when well, I left Lively. What were some of those like long-standing traditions, do you think? Um, I think the big thing out in Lively is the sense of that community. 
um, the strong ties to the generations. Uh, when I was there, even now, I, I have students um, whose, whose parents I, I might have taught or that my mom knew. Uh, so I find that the big tradition has been just families that have stayed there, lived there, and have now raised the next and third generation of families. Yeah, and myself living in Lively as well kind of thing, I definitely find Lively's that community. You know, it's where you, you, you connect with your roots. And, and I always say, like, one of the most, from a real estate side of things, there's only 3,500 homes in all of Walden. And if you grew up there, you want to come back there. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's what I find is that trend yeah. of people that want to come back. So in many ways, while I haven't lived there, um, working in a place like that sort of has those same feelings of wanting to return. It gives you that connection to the community, right? That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then people are realizing and recognizing the name and saying, you know, and, and, and knowing you and some of your history. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. And even on staff, there's some um, people that have worked there that I taught with way back when. So it's kind of fun to come back and see them again. Yeah. And in this job, that's what happens when you're a principal, you're moved around a little bit. So well, sometimes you feel like uh, you have a chance at it a second time. Well, I was going to say, like, that's kind of uh, like, it's almost every couple of years they switch it up. Like, I remember my son started with a, I didn't know the principal at the time kind of thing, but, and it's almost like every four years or in like six years for your last position, you, you kind of, they place you in a different role. So you're pretty lucky to be in that school right now. Is that, is that pretty common that they just switch a principal from one location to the next kind of thing? Or Yeah, well, there's so many different circumstances that come into play. Um, I mean, some principals are in buildings one year. Um, certainly don't want to move around too often and and that's not the intention but things happen yeah um, for me I, I've had opportunities um, as you said earlier I've spent 10 years in other schools as a principal and so those opportunities I've had in other communities working in different schools um, you can bring different ideas new ideas fresh ideas to new schools um, so I'm certainly hope I get to stay at this school for for quite a long time especially with your um, history there <laughs> absolutely yeah I feel like I've come home in some ways um, and maybe by happenstance it happened. Um, but when I got the call and I was told I was going to Walden, I thought, wow, this is just great. So do you remember, like, was it, uh, is it just by happenstance that you ended up getting the job or was it a posting you applied? Like, what was the, that process like? Well, there is a process every year where principals do have input, vice principals, principals with Rainbow Schools to um, share with the board areas they're interested in, um, perhaps areas of expertise or communities you're interested in working in. So um, that process is in place, there's input there, and ultimately I want to go to a place where I'm needed. So the final, of course, final decision is with our board. Yeah. And I was fortunate that um, they agreed that this would be a good fit for me. The stars aligned. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it really has. Um, and, and even when I've been in place in schools and, and I'm in a building for a little while, I recognize that I'm, that I'm in a right place and that they've made this decision based on many factors. And so when I was at Levac, um, not a community I was familiar with, but I was there, I felt like it was a place I was needed. Yeah. Same as Mark's Day, same yeah. as when I was at RLBD or Lansdowne. So in those very different environments, I felt like in, in those times in my life, uh, that's where the board needed me. Fantastic. And if yeah. we kind of step it back a little bit, so you've had the experience at the RLBDs and like at the big popular schools that are right in the middle of the, of the hub of Sudbury kind of thing, but then you've had the outline community experience as well. Like what, what's the unique challenges that come up when you're facing a, like a school like Mark's Day or Lively as opposed to something that's right in the middle of Sudbury? Well, I think um, I see those smaller community schools as uh, places of advantage um, as opposed to um, challenges if you will yeah. um, and in, in many cases these schools become the hub of those communities we have uh, we have a community use of schools system in place at all Wrangell schools and so there are opportunities for these community groups to access the school 
And in a smaller community, these schools do become very important to those communities. In a, in a, in a city setting, uh, there's perhaps more places to go, things to do, whereas in our smaller community schools, we certainly open our doors and welcome those community groups into our buildings. So what would be an example of some of those community groups that are welcoming to Lively? Um, uh, Girl Guides, for example. We have, um, of course, Walden Daycare uses our site before oh. and after school program. <laughs> it's busy around uh, 5 o'clock in the absolutely. morning. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a very popular um, uh, program that they have in place. We have a great relationship with uh, daycare. Um, you can't work without us. <laughs> no, that's right. And parents really do rely on that. So if they are working elsewhere or having to travel, um, they know that they have that option of dropping their kids off early in the morning or picking them up um, till 6 p.m. at night. So, uh, and then of course, even private, um, private functions, um, groups who like to play volleyball on a Tuesday night come into the building and use the site. So um, it's very much a part of the community. I know my wife and I just joined the badminton thing, which is like, that's at the high school kind of thing, but it's like the same kind of thing where the, the, the schools are opening the doors to the community, giving the opportunity to have, uh, to host these different, that's these right. different events, right? So, yeah. And, and Walden, we're very fortunate because it is a beautiful facility, um, very large gym. Yeah. Uh, so lots of, lots of opportunity there. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. For sure. So like. 10 years and again you've got the George Vanier experience before that even but like I remember uh, 10 plus years ago when I saw the school going up and I would like auto, like right away you're kind of blown away by the glass big walls and things like that right um, and the windmill I think the windmill kind of <laughs> grabs everybody's attention especially if you're from Lively a little bit so walk us through like what's because the whole thing is meant to be to be fostering that green school green school that's and right. and not even just like the windmills, the first thing that's going to catch your eye. But if you know a little bit about construction, I think the whole school is built to lead LED standards Absolutely. as well. So yeah, so it's an uh, Eco Ontario Eco School uh, certified, um, which means we have very we have a lot of um, like you said the big lawn ornament, which is our windmill, <laughs> which is the first thing that you notice when you drive up to Walden. Um, yeah. That glass foyer you mentioned. So the facility itself is really breathtaking. It's really impressive architecture. Yeah. Um, very unique to some of the older schools where they were kind of built on a certain <laughs> kind of a cookie cutter look. Yeah. Whereas when you have an option to um, build a school like Walden, you can do things like geothermal heating and um, solar power. And so those are the things now for these kids, it's very normal to them to see solar panels on the roof and on the side of the building where we get the sun and seeing a windmill there. Um, so I think it just reminds us of, of how green we are at Walden. Yeah. Um, and how unique it is and how fortunate we are in a, in a community like Lively to, to have a building that is really state-of-the-art yeah. and that is continuing to evolve. And I think like, uh, like even something as simple for myself is like before I was part of the parent council, I was talking to some friends and they're like, um, there is a, we're like, oh, the, there's no big play structure that you would think of like, oh, every school's got their like this, like a uh, slide and a little ladder and stuff like that because it didn't fit with the green mentality of the school. So they try to build green play structures around it or try to build kind of more environmentally friendly, right? So that's kind of one challenge. But then also, again, you get the, the rewards of having um, kind of something, you're, you're walking the walk and you're talking the talk when you're able to offer your attractions in the, the schoolyard that match what you're, you're saying, right? That's so, right. And you mentioned earlier school council and our parents being so involved, having a voice. Um, when I got there, um, you know, there are certainly a lot of people interested in those types of things, but we need to kind of honor, honor the traditions of the school. And over these 10 years, we really have evolved as the green school. So with that comes responsibility yeah. that whatever you put onto the playground, whatever you add, need, you need to kind of consider these things, you know, what the products are made of, what these things will look like, um, even 10 or 15 years from now. And, um, 
so we're always thinking about ways to enhance what's there, but also kind of being in line with what it is to be a green school. Perfect. Yeah. And what does that yeah. mean for you? Like, what's the, what, what are you most proud of to be a, a, a principal at a green school? Well, I think what I'm most proud of are probably the students. We have um, a group of volunteered students called the Rubbish Rangers. The Rubbish Rangers? Rubbish Rangers, okay, yes. Okay, nice. And they, uh, yeah, they, they remind us with through announcements or through the collection of composting, recycling, um, challenges that they impose on us um, to be environmentally conscious, to uh, be aware, be energy conservation authorities, if you will. Yep. Um, and so I think that's what I'm most proud of is, is, is seeing our next generation care about the environment and, and I, remind us older people that we need to be environmentally conscious. So even as I'm packing my own lunch in the morning, um, I'm hearing announcements about litterless lunches and um, um, like single-use plastics and so on. So really, it's very much part of the culture at Walden. Yeah. No, I like it. And like the, I think the most impressive thing about something like the the Rangers group is it's not like you're dealing with high school students. Like you're 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 JK to grade six, right? That's right. So like you're talking like what's uh, somebody in grade six is what uh, ten to twelve yeah, years old, eleven years old. 11 years old. Yeah, like so somebody daughter. like that is taking on that responsibility, and you know, is the, they're that's the right. leaders in the school. Well, that's what I found in a K to six school. It's amazing what responsibility you can give these kids and how they take it and shine. Yeah. So a lot of um, even when you're around the building and looking at notices and things written about the environment, these are from kids. They've created posters about battery recycling. Uh, so it's it's really when it's when it's certainly um, there are adults behind the scenes that are supporting these students, but really it's the kids and what's coming from them. It's a driving force. Absolutely. Because yeah. I think they also recognize and see the importance of the future. Um, so when a, a kid comes to your office and has an idea about how to do something maybe more environmentally uh, friendly, then you tend to want to listen to them <laughs> and support them with those things. That's, um, that's so amazing that you're able to have, like, you just empower these kids, right? As a, and they, they're the ones that are able to take a project and run with it, right? So Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And so that's really the special thing that's, again, unique about our school when I think about Walden and why are the green school, why, are, why we're the home of the heat um because of those students fantastic fantastic yeah. and let's let's step it back a bit so we did say yeah. that we're on our 10th year anniversary which is fantastic so that's a big milestone obviously to come up to right so uh what kind of celebrations are you guys going to get into a decade into the school that's a big deal it is yeah so as i said earlier when walden was built it was um built on the land um in the parking lot at george vanier the old building was torn down in two buildings jesse hamilton was another school in lively and we became walden public school so that was um, 2009, already 10 years. And so the anniversary is kind of throughout this whole year. So anytime we have any kind of celebration, we're also celebrating 10 years. Yeah. And we've created our own traditions, our own history at Walden. It's a young history, um, but we've really evolved and taken, I think, all of the positive aspects from both schools, um, combined them into what we see now. So um, we have things like a movie night planned and... Um, uh, spring concert music Monday planned. Uh, we had our Walden Warming Hearts concert. And so um, any opportunity we have to to remind and celebrate our traditions, I think by hosting these events, we're, we're having these, um, these activities to recognize the 10 year anniversary. Yeah. Um, so not so much, you know, one big birthday party. I think it's throughout the whole year yeah. where we're saying every year and any opportunity we have to celebrate, we come together um, as a community. And we celebrate the fact we've been around 10 years. 
which is which is amazing. It's nice to be able to celebrate a year long birthday. <laughs> it is, yeah, it keeps yeah. going, yeah. And That's it's right. like I think if you you look back again, you said it, you hit the nail on the head when it's a short history, but it's also like there's been a lot accomplished there, right? So like if we think that you know the students that were maybe in grade six at first, like that was around eleven, so now they're twenty one years old, like they're probably like starting or midway through university that kind of thing so it's pretty pretty cool to see that that change and what you know a decade is a short amount of time and what where you're able to go and what you've been able to accomplish in that 10 years right? right so yeah yeah uh, we've been through of course three administrators i'm the third in that history many vice principals over the years um as i said some of the staff have been there all the way from the beginning and earlier um but um we're fortunate to have new staff that join, new parents, new families that come into the building. So while the school has some tradition, there's also every year it's a little bit different. Yeah. Always something new or new ideas are brought to the table. Fresh enough, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's important to, to build, that, build the identity. Yeah. What Walden is. No, oh, fantastic. Yeah. No, good stuff. Well, uh, this, we, we, and part of the reason we're kind of, you know, made this for the timing of what it is, is we've got a big kindergarten night coming up. Yeah. And this is, uh, so th- this Thursday for like, whenever you're listening to this podcast, it's going to be, uh, September 17th, I think. Uh, January 16th. Sorry, January 16th. Yeah. Um, yeah. January 16th is going to be the big kindergarten night. Um, so like, what do, uh, what do the parents have to look forward to if you're a parent in the community that's thinking about signing your kid up for kindergarten? Like what's, what are we going to be looking forward to on that night? Well, there's going to be obviously information about the kindergarten program there. Um, a chance to meet myself, some parents, um, Walden daycare will be there. A uh, chance for, for them to come into the building, to check it out, to see what the building's like, the facility, see the classrooms, um, meet some of the people there. That um, I think once people are coming into the building and get to see it for themselves, um, they're not only impressed with what they see, but they want to know about the school. So um, we hope we can answer those questions. If we can't, then we invite them back and they can come for a tour at any time. Yeah. But um, these are events. There's a Tuesday event at the English um, public schools, yeah. uh, kindergarten nights, and then French immersion and dual track schools, which is what we are, English French immersion, English and French immersion schools. So they refer to that as dual track? As dual track, okay. that's right. So we have both programs at our schools. So parents that are interested in either English or French immersion can come out. Yeah. And our area, um, because of French immersion, we have a larger catchment area that includes Coppercliff, Whitefish, Naughton, that area, and of course Lively. It was uh, it was really interesting to myself when we were like going through that that thought process with kindergarten with our oldest and uh, like the the French immersion program is it's not really French immersion because it's just French for the first few years as well which is kind of a, like an eye opening thing but that's why yeah, I guess you go to these things to be able to learn about what what to expect of their kids right questions so. parents will ask those questions about whether this is an appropriate program for my child I'm English or I'm Anglophone and I hear that a lot yeah. to Anglophone parents um, is French immersion and I say exactly that's why it was designed for those parents. So absolutely. So certainly it's not for everyone. There are certain cases where it might not be recommended for all children, but um, we're very inclusive and um, parents are surprised um, just how quickly their children pick up on that second language. So we're really fortunate again to have the dual track program because some some may choose the option of English as well. Of course, and it's it's there if that's what they they want to go the path down, right? So, and I know just like, again, speaking from personal experience with with our kids, we've been so fortunate to have some amazing, amazing teachers that are part of Walden. So um, we've had nothing but amazing benefits of the French immersion program and to see them come home and like I think every night when I'm tucking my son in bed, we sing a French song together because that's one of his favorite parts of the day, right? So, um, and it's just, again, we speak very little French in our house, but to be able to offer that to our kid is a pretty cool thing. So, yeah, awesome. But I, I do think that, uh, and again, just because it was my first year with the parent council last thing, and I kind of take a business mindset for a lot of things, um, like 
I, I remember three years ago when we first looked at signing up my, my son for junior kindergarten, like it was five classes, I think three French immersion, two English, like it was a massive amount of people. And I talked to people about RLBD and they were like five and seven classes too kind of thing. But last year there was a little bit of a drop off, right? So what is it like, does that happen? Is that a cyclical thing that there's there's fewer students some years or is it kind of a trend that we're seeing or what, what, is, what would be the reason behind that? Well, there's certainly an overall trend in the North um, around declining enrollment. Really? Um, in some pockets, you mentioned ROBD, these are some schools where there's not enough space, right? And that's a challenge. And it's a great challenge to have oh, when yeah. you have too many students. <laughs> and we're fortunate, all of our classrooms are all full. We all have, um, there's no empty rooms at Walden. Yeah. Um, but um, what we do find is naturally, um, every year, either it might go up a little bit, down a little bit. We've always been in the upper 400s, close to 500. Um, and it fluctuates. Students at the, at the students, school? Students, that's yeah. right. So right now we have 467. Some years, and last year we had about 470-something. Yeah. Um, so it does move a little bit because people come come and go out of the community. But there are smaller families. Yeah. But yeah, I think, um, and we do find um, there is a trend of people perhaps starting at different schools wanting to change schools or wanting to come to Walden. People move out. People move in, as you know. Yeah. Um, and smaller families, fewer families. And that's where, like, like I know, like we've got three kids in our family, and so does a few of my, my my sisters. Both have three kids, but that's that's a rarity nowadays, right? It it's is. Like that would be considered kids. a big family. A big so family. I had five, and that was you know a pretty big family back then. But now three is. So uh, and and we are seeing, particularly this year, more siblings. So more younger siblings are coming. Um, we just did a very informal survey uh, talking to students about their younger siblings, yeah. and we are finding that there are there are more this year than there were last year, just just because there are more kids coming up in their families. Okay. And so we have families um, of, of children attending Walden. Yeah. So from an administration standpoint, like how important is that early enrollment with a school? Like like for you to be able to do some predictions? Well, it's very critical obviously to, um, for first and foremost, our staffing and viability program. We want to make sure that we have students in the building so we can keep the staff we have yeah. and offering all the programs we offer. And so we certainly don't want to lose staff. We want to maintain, if not add more and hire more. And that's a great problem to have. So we predict every year. Uh, that's why it's so important this time of year for our parents, even those that know that Walden's their school of choice, that they actually come in, they register, or they go online to the Rainbow Schools website, register online. Oh, they can do it online as opposed to that's just right. going to the school? They can go into the Rainbow Schools website. There's a link there. Um, and we also invite parents, if, if they can't make that evening Thursday, uh, to come in. I don't want them to think that, well, if I can't make the evening, I guess I can't register. <laughs> and why register so, so early? Because we're making decisions, of course, early um, in March, um, sending in our information to the board. So we have a sense, and I predict how many students we're going to have walking through our door in September. So that's done by March. That's right. So wow. end of March, we, we send in some numbers and, and they start um, doing some math and some, figuring out how many staff. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Because we have to look, right? And, and because there's, there's so many shifts and changes and because populations fluctuate, some schools increase in their enrollment, other schools are declining. Yeah. Um, but as a school and as a system, we've been very fortunate that overall our numbers are actually increasing, which is really nice. And it's better to under-predict under then overpredict. Then overpredict. So we're always gen we're always um, cautious about what we predict. Yeah. But um, this year we predicted where we would be. In fact, we we exceeded that number a little bit. Fantastic. And sometimes it's great because then you end up getting more staff. Yeah. So like, uh, and I've got a lot of friends that are kind of probably at the age that they're not at kindergarten enrollment yet, but it's coming in one or two years kind of thing. Um, what would be what would be on your mind when you're looking at picking a school? Like, what would be important for you? 
Like, what, what, what's the criteria that's in the back of your mind that you're kind of looking for the check boxes? Well, I think, and I can't speak for parents, but of yeah. course, being a parent, I know um, it's important who, who the teachers are. Yep. Um, how many students are in rooms? That's a common question we get. Um, what kind of support programs are in place? So if my child has any special needs or requires any additional kind of um, support, then I want to know that the school has that um, department, which we do very strongly, in fact. Um, and also not just looking at kindergarten, but also looking forward sort of into the future to say, what does the school offer? Because you're making a commitment. We certainly don't want to have students start at school as parents and then having to pull them and move them elsewhere. Exactly. We know that in grade seven, they move on and most uh, go to Lively District, which is right in our parking lot, right next door. But we want to make, and I think parents want to know what kind of programs or extracurricular or activities are available to their kids as they move on as they move forward. It's very much part of the fabric of the school. That was the, the one thing that I looked at very strongly is I'm just like, well, okay, well, what are the product offerings? And I thought, I, I kind of looked at Walden as one of the larger schools and I'm like, well, if they're the larger school, they'll probably have more extracurriculars and, and not that my kids are going to do everything, but just the ability from the, to offer that. And it wasn't until I actually signed up as a on the parent council that I saw like things like the the Lego club and you know, the, the like there's just so many different clubs and associations that are built around it, right? That's so, what I was amazed too when I first came to the school and, and our, our teachers were, were hosting an assembly in September and every year it's a tradition at Walden and we uh, welcome everyone back and uh, um, highlight for them all of the different things that are offered at the school like you mentioned uh, Lego club or robotics club coding club yeah. uh, the rubbish rangers rangers I said earlier um, there's really something for everyone and like you said because it's such a big school there are many opportunities and I was just amazed sitting back at this assembly watching and seeing just what was offered yeah it was really incredible how much goes on at Walden and there really is something for everyone. And that's really important because, you know, while, of course, we want students to come for wonderful programming and, and they, they have a love of learning and they want to be at the building at the same time, there are so many other pieces to education. Oh, yeah. uh, not just what they learn in class, but those opportunities that are that are staff. And providing. the social and everything like that. There's a lot of practice of uh, social skills, um, teamwork, team building, all that stuff. It's so much part of growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, let's bring it back to like, this is a local podcast and usually we kind of focus on separate questions, but now today having the, the, the principle of lively, we're going to focus a little bit even on lively, my community that I grew up in as well. Um, but describe lively in one sentence. I would say a community that has a strong sense of belonging, uh, and a vibrant group of people, uh, that have a lot of pride. Fantastic. I like it. I like it. And what's your favorite part about being a principal and an educator in lively? Um, I would say probably the people that are there, the support of the school, like parents like yourself, the kids, uh, of course, are the products of their parents. Uh, I find that, that they're very polite, hardworking, dedicated, and um, I'm also fortunate to have a very talented, like you said earlier, staff. Yeah. I comment about them all often because they make my job easier, and um, they are a staff who want to be at Walden, work at Walden, and want to be there which is kind of a nice feeling. And so whenever there's an opportunity for a new position at the school, it's incredible to see the numbers of applicants, of applicants that are interested in coming to Walden. Wow. So it is a sought-after area, and so you get really the pick of, of the best. Yeah. 
Well, and that's just like being anywhere, right? Like it's surrounding yourself with people that want to be there. That's a great thing. If you're around people that are just like frustrating or they're not a great, uh, they don't feel like a, a sense of fulfillment about being where they are, that's not going to be a great situation. So, no, that's right. <laughs> it sounds like you guys have a, a, a made over there. That's for sure. Um, and we kind of, you know, we look back. So, how many years as a principal exactly? Is it ten years? This is my eleventh year. So, our twelfth year actually, because yeah, <laughs> funny because I'm twelve years in real estate. There we go. So, so we, twelve we years. Started, uh, so, in twelve years, what's mm-hmm. been the biggest change you've seen uh i think the biggest change has been just in technology even doing this podcast for me is something new that i didn't think i'd be doing even a year or two ago so <laughs> yeah. the the ever-evolving world that we live in uh social media how students access information um it's ever-changing so we need to keep up with those changes. I mean, we need to prepare our students for jobs that don't even exist 10 years from now. And that's like, I get so excited by that thought, right? Like we're, we're, we're at the forefront and like creating the new mediums for people to be communicating and finding jobs or whatever, right? And like, sure, there's going to be changes to the economy that are going to result in a lot of job losses, potentially for sure. But it, what are the new jobs and what are the new positions that are going to be there? And as an educator, that would be something that would be uh, a fun challenge to be behind. For sure. Because, I mean, the access is there. We know the access to information is there, different from the old days when I was in school. Now the focus is often on these skills, on these four Cs. We call them 21st century learning. The critical thinkers, um, the problem solvers, the collaborators. These are all skills that are going to be required in the future workplace. So the four C's is what you said? That's right, yeah. So uh, critical thinking? Critical thinking, collaboration, creativity, communication. I love it. Yeah. Very cool. So it's very much embedded. And if you walk into many of our classrooms, it very much has that 21st century feel. A bit like if you'd walk into a, a Google office or something yeah. where workspaces are interchangeable. There's very few kind of traditional desks and rows. Yeah. Um, there's some fluidity so that the students can collaborate with each other, um, meet together in small groups. Um, they're really unique. And that's one of the advantages, of course, of coming into the building. Yeah. So if you can't, going back to that open house, if you can't make the kindergarten orientation evening, then even just coming in and coming for a tour, you get a kind of a sense of what our school stands for. You get a little taste of it. That's, that's awesome. And um, this one might be a little bit of a challenge, but if money was no issue, what would be the one thing you'd love to see brought to Walden? Well, I know if I ask that question to the students, they'd probably say water slides, water slides. or maybe an indoor pool or something cool. <laughs> probably, yes, incredible um, what students can come up with. Um, I think in line with with our green theme, um, having perhaps a greenhouse would be kind of cool a to put something thing. and attaching to the school somehow and then um, growing our own food. That would be kind of, really neat. And we could then incorporate the that. Club. That's right, the nutrition program, yeah. I forgot to mention. But... Uh, Something that could kind of complement um, the program and, and have a real educational value to it That'd would be, awesome. be nice. And of course, I'd love to have a rink. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> the outdoor rink. The outdoor well, rink. Enough already. That's right, we do. I we have Walden you. Arena, and it's close by. And even the outdoor rink just at the, uh, the playground. That's right, the playground down the road. I've spent a few uh, field trips uh, walking uh, to the winter, in the winter months to that. So Yeah, no, that's the nice thing about Walden and Lively in general is just all those things that, that the community has to offer. Yeah. So it's... Uh, it's kind of a hard question to answer. 
because there there are already those things in place. I love the idea of a green a greenhouse though. I think again it goes with the theme of the school, and then it can teach them about uh, like uh, like basically growing food and things like that from a science perspective. Right. And then you can get into that kind of uh, yeah. you know that they're learning through actually by doing right, which would be a, a really neat thing. I think maybe the parent council will have to take a, a closer look <laughs> that at might that. Might become a real idea <laughs> now. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna finish off with some rapid fire questions, uh, and uh, just to get to know Stephen a little bit better here. So what would if uh, what would be your favorite sport? Um, I would say probably downhill skiing because it is a family sport that everyone can do together. So. Yeah. Do do you and your wife do it as well then? We or? do. Yeah. 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 I do maybe a little more than my wife does, but she gets up on the hill too. And I've helped out with the Adnex Ski Club. And I was there this, this weekend at the Technic Cup at uh, 7 a.m. setting up gates. <laughs> yeah. So um, I find it gets us out and gets us enjoying the weather in the winter. The thing I love about uh, skiing, especially this is why we're encouraging our kids to get involved, is just the idea of going away on a family ski trip and stuff like that. It's just it's a great way to bond and spend time as a family I think that's so, right and it's a lifelong skill too right and you're yeah. teaching the kids so when I was a teacher I remember going on these ski trips with with my students and um, we still like to do that with our kids and our students will go for a day to add knack but I know a lot of our seven eight schools and a lot of our high schools still have a really great ski ski program yeah so um, it teaches them life skills yeah and we got lively skill in the backyard too if we can uh, that's right <laughs> when it gets open. Great <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite Sudbury restaurant um, probably respect is burning. Yeah. Yeah. Rob does I like a great, the vibe. A great job over there too. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, um, every time you walk in there, Rob knows who you are and, um, it's that uh, personal touch. I think that I like, of course the food's great too. Yeah. Do you have a, is it a pizza there? Is it a pasta? Dish you know what? I really love the deep woods, deep uh, woods. bruschetta. Yeah. I really like that. Pastas are all great. I mean, it's really hard to pick, but for many of those Italian, uh, choices, I would pick any one of those. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. What's the theme song to your life? Uh, do you I, have one? <laughs> I would maybe say because I'm a big um, movie buff, um, the theme song to Rocky, uh, Gonna Fly Now, and I'm <laughs> imagining that every morning when you get up and get to work and tougher on days when it's minus 25. Uh, but I would have to say, you know, climbing that, climbing those those stairs and, and battling. So if someone like Rocky can do it, we can all do it. Yeah. So what's your favorite Rocky? Um, I think Rocky three, oh, probably because I was a young kid at the yeah. time. <laughs> and and Clubber uh, Lang, Clubber Lang. <laughs> yeah. that's right. Yeah, definitely yeah. one of my favorite. I, yeah. I find like the fives and the sixes have fallen off a little bit. But yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to my kids being a little older. I can get into those, but they actually, oddly enough, I have the old Rocky record on on vinyl nice. that I play downstairs. And so when I'm down playing with my son or my daughter or pool or something, we'll put it on, and they already know the music. Give them a taste of it. Yeah, eh? that's right. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite TV show? Right now as well um well i've i i watch many different things mandalorian is something i'm watching right now you're into I'm it i'm almost eh? done really because i'm a big star wars fan yeah but uh six feet under is a show that i really enjoyed and of course it's dating me but because it was out probably 2000 to 2005 yeah but i really enjoyed that that, that show was, yeah yeah i don't wa- watch a lot of tv i watch more movies actually and being a movie buff is rocky three your favorite or what would be their overall favorite movie um well Schindler's List is Schindler's List is an incredible film. Yeah, as a movie, I would say there are. Di- I mean, just because of the topic, of course. But I would say my favorite film I like to watch over and over probably Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back. If I Back. put that on, I'm happy. Yeah, and I could watch it many, many times, and I did over Christmas. So um, just over the break, you watched that's that. That's right. Yeah. All so with you know Disney Plus, there's there's things you can watch oh very gosh. easily now. We've been really enjoying Disney Plus at our household. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. And uh, on a local level, the Sudbury Wolves or the Sudbury Five? 
I would say Serpy 5. I've already been to a game. Yeah. I love the experience, actually. I ran into you at the game, too. Yeah, so it's a, it's, it's a really fun atmosphere there. And uh, yeah, definitely. I haven't made it to game this year, which I'm a little bit bummed out about. But we've got a couple games that's coming this weekend. So hoping to bring the family out there, too. Um, and let's finish it off on this. If you had Sudbury's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say? Well, I'd probably say, um, well, of course, in my role as Walden, I'd say come on over to our kindergarten orientation evening on Thursday at 530. Yeah. Um, I would also say to our community, take advantage of what's there and what our community has to offer. Has to offer. I talked about the ski hill earlier, um, going out. And um, I find, especially during the winter months, we need to really make an effort to remind ourselves why we chose this community. Yeah. And um, to get out, we have an active arts scene in Sudbury. There's great restaurants you mentioned earlier and uh, lots to offer. Kibbe Park is an example. So I find the more we're active, the more we're using what's in our community, uh, the more that we kind of appreciate what we have. Sudbury's an outdoor playground and really we have it all, right? So Absolutely. Enjoy. Living near a lake where I am, um, going out snowshoeing or paddleboarding in the summer months, there's really lots to do. Yeah. We pinch ourselves in this community for sure. So yeah. perfect. Well, thanks again, guys. Hopefully you guys had a good listen. Feel free to share it, rate us, review. And it was great to have Stephen Vinkel on the mic today. So thank you very much for coming in. Thank you. And thank you for correctly saying my name. <laughs> I appreciate that. Okay. Until next time, guys. See you later. Correct response. What is my hometown 